اولا السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته ثم بعد ذلك احمد الله جل وعلا واثني عليه بقول الحمد لله التي ابتدأ بها في الفاتحة وفي مواضع من كلامه سبحانه وتعالى له الحمد وله الشكر لا نحصي ثناء عليه هو كما أثنى على نفسي ثم أصلي على النبي صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم المبعوث رحمة للعالمين المبعوث بالدين الكامل التام المبعوث بالحق المبعوث بحجة الله تبارك وتعالى القائمة الدائمة إلى أن يرث الله عز وجل الأرض ومن عليها يقول الله تبارك وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن منكم أمة يدعون إلى الخير ويأمرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر وأولئك هم المفلحون ولا تكونوا كالذين تفرقوا واختلفوا من بعد ما جاءهم البينات وأولئك لهم عذاب عظيم يوم تبيض وجوه وتسود وجوه فأما الذين تودت وجوههم أكفرتم بعد إيمانكم فذوقوا العذاب بما كنتم تكفرون وأما الذين بيضت وجوههم ففي رحمة الله هم فيها خالدون تلك آيات الله نتلوها عليك بالحق وما الله يريد من العالمين هذه آيات عظيمة من سورة آل عمران الله جل وعلا بيّن فيها ما هو الواجب على المسلم في نفسه والواجب على الجماعة المسلمين جميعا فبين أولا أنه ينبغي أن يتق الله تبارك وتعالى بأن يطاع فلا يعصى وأن يشكر فلا يكفر وأن يتق سبحانه وتعالى وأن يبذل الجهد في هذه التقوى بحسب الإمكان وبحسب الطاقة فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم ثم بين الرب جل وعلا أن هذه التقوى ينبغي أن تستمر إلى الموت ثم بين الله جل وعلا منهاجا وبين أصلا كبيرا في جمع الكلمة بين المسلمين فأمر بالاعتصام واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا وأكد لو قال الله عز وجل واعتصموا بحبل الله لعلم أن المأمور بذلك جميع المسلمين لكنه أكد على لفظ الجميع حتى يعلم الجميع أنهم داخلون في هذا الأمر فقال واعتصموا بحبل الله 
حبل الله دينه الإسلام القرآن السنة الجماعة فكل ذلك حبل الله ولا تفرقوا ومع هذا الاجتماع نهى عن التفرق فتبين أن الاجتماع لا يكون إلا على الحق واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا فتبين أن سبب الاجتماع هو الاعتصام بالحق والحق وحده وإذا قال الله عز وجل أن هذا هو السبب لأن الحبل هو الموصل إلى المطلوب السبب فبين الله عز وجل أن سبب الاجتماع هو الاجتماع على الحق فإذا أريد أن يحقق بين المسلمين اجتماعا صادقا فلا بد أن يكون على الحق الأول الذي كان عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأصحابه وأما إذا ادعى مدع الاجتماع والجماعة ثم لم يحكم قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث الافتراق لما ذكر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التفرق وستفترق أمتي إلى ثلاث وسبعين فرقة كلها في النار إلا واحدة وهي الجماعة فقال ما أنا عليه وأصحابي صلى الله عليه وسلم فكل من يزعم أنه يجمع المسلمين أو أنه يحقق الأغراض الاجتماعية للدين ثم لا يحكم ما كان عليه الصحابة ويخالف في شيء فهو واقع في النهي الذي نهى الله عز وجل عنه فهو مفرق للجماعة وإن زعم أنه يجمعها لأنه لم يحكم الحق ولم يعتصم به ثم سعى في تفريق الجماعة باعتقاده الاعتقاد والذي لم يكن عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأصحابه في أي باب من أبواب الدين سواء كان فيما يتعلق في معرفة الله والإيمان به وتوحيده وإخلاص الدين له أو كان يتعلق باتباع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو كان يتعلق بفهم الدين بفهم السلف الصالح رحمهم الله تعالى أو في القدر أو في الإيمان أو في أي شيء من أمر الدين لم يعتصم بالحق فهو مفرق للجماعة وهذا يبين أن أهل الأهواء وأن أهل البدع هم المفرقين لجماعة المسلمين وهم الساعين في إضعاف المسلمين وهم الساعين في فت وحدة المسلمين وفي إدخال الشيطان بينهم أما صاحب السنة فهو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم مفتاح للخير مغلاق للشر تجتمع به الكلمة وتتآلف به القلوب لأنه يدعو إلى الحق مخلصا لله ليس له غرض في الدين وفي الدعوة إلى الدين وفي الدعوة إلى السنة إلا أن يظهر الحق وأن يقمع الباطل فالخير 
والبركة والائتلاف والمحبة بين المؤمنين تكون بدعوة السنة التي مبناها الاجتماع والائتلاف أما دعوات أهل الأهواء والبدع فإنه يحصل بها الاختلاف والتفرق ولا يوجد حل مع هذه الدعوات إلا بأن ينكر عليها وأن يستمر على الحق هذا هو الحل المشروع الذي نص الله تبارك وتعالى عليه في هذه الآية التي ذكرناها لا يوجد حل مع المتفرقين عن السنة إلا أن يدعوا إلى تحكيم السنة والتمسك بها والتوبة من هذه الأهواء والمخالفات فإذا أبوا فكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم كل أمتي يدخلون الجنة إلا من أبى قيل ومن يأبى يا رسول الله يا رسول الله قال من أطاعني دخل الجنة ومن عصاني فقد أبى فالذي يأبى أن يعتقد اعتقاد سلفنا الصالح في أي باب من أبواب السنة فهو المفرق لجماعة المسلمين وهو الموجب للشر والموجب للفتنة وليس هناك حل وسط مع كل الفرق الضالة إلا أن تتوب إلى الله فإذا لم تتوب إلى الله عز وجل وترجع إلى الحق وتتمسك به فلا يوجد أي نوع من أنواع الحلول ولا يوجد أي نوع من أنواع العلاج لماذا؟ لأن العلاج منحصر في قول الله تبارك وتعالى واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا وفسره النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في قوله عليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين بعدي عضوا عليها بالنواجد وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بيّن معنى الاعتصام الذي بالآية فبيّن صلى الله عليه وسلم أن الاعتصام بحبل الله وعدم التفرق معناه التمسك بما كان عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أصحابه فإذا جاء جائي من هذه الأهواء والفرق ثم قال لنتفاوض أو لنجلس على مائدة الحوار ونتناقش معكم فيقال له ما الذي تريد أن تناقشنا فيه ما الذي تريد أن تناقشنا فيه إن قال أريد أن أناقشكم في اعتقادكم أنه غير صحيح هنا لا بد من مفارقته والبراءة من مسلكه لماذا لأن الله عز وجل أمرنا أن نقول لهؤلاء قل إنني هداني ربي إلى صراط مستقيم دينا قيما ملة إبراهيم حنيفا وما كان من المشركين فلا يوجد التقاء بين البدعة والسنة ولا يوجد تنازل ولا يوجد حوار إلا حوار مسترشد أشكلت عليه بعض المسائل ويظن به حسن القصد فيتنزل أهل السنة محاورين له حتى يهدوه إلى ما وفقهم الله عز وجل إليه من الحق أو نقاش وجدال المناظرة من أجل أن يظهر للناس كافة أنهم أهل باطل ومذمة وبدعة فتكسر بدعهم كما صنع 
اصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسلفنا الصالح مع من خالف الحق في الاصول اما المسائل التي ليس فيها نص من كتاب الله او سنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم او فهم للسلف الصالح من الصحابه والتابعين فاذا كان ثم مساله طارئه حادثه ثم كانت هذه المساله غير واضح الوضوح الذي يجعل حكمها ظاهرا لكل احد بحيث قد يقع بين علماء السنه فيها نوع من النزاع والخلاف فهنا هذه المسائل الاجتهاديه لا توجب تنازعا ولا توجب تفرقا انما توجب البحث عن الحق وتحكيم الادله ولا يعني كونها اجتهاديه ايضا ان يحصل الاعذار المطلق للمخالف من غير بحث ومن غير دراسه ومن غير تحكيم للادله ايضا هذا غير صحيح ولكن تحكم الادله ويبحث عن الحق حتى يوصل الى كلمه سواء فان لم يمكن ذلك بمعنى ان عالم من العلماء يرى ان العالم الاخر في هذه المساله الاجتهاديه من تنزيل الحكم المعين على الحالة الطارئة المعينة أنه لم يصل فيه إلى راجح فهنا يكون الأمر فيه سعة بحسبه فيسعنا ما وسع الصحابة فما اختلف فيه الصحابة نختلف كما اختلفوا باحثين عن الحق في نفس الوقت إذ الحق هو الواجب الذي أوجب الله تبارك وتعالى أن يصار إليه في كل لحظة وفي كل مسألة ولذلك وصف به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أهل السنة وجعله عنوانا على الطائفة الناجية المنصورة فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تزال طائفة من أمتي على الحق ظاهرين لا يضرهم من خذلهم ولا من خالفهم حتى يأتي أمر الله أما إذا رأيت نزاعا وخلافا شديدا يقتضي فرقة ثم تجد القائم بهذا النزاع الموقد لشرار الفتن لا يظهر علما واضحا بينا حجة إنما يفتعل المسائل استعانا أو أنه يولد بهواه أشياء ويركبها تركيبا ويركبها بلغة العلم ويركبها بطريقة العلم ويتواطأ هو ومن معه على مثل هذا ثم يصولون ويجولون أعلم أنه ما دام أن مثل هذا يسبب نوعا من الفرقة فهنا أحد أمرين إما بغي وعدوان وإما اتباع للهوى فعلى صاحب السنة أن يعمل بقول الله تعالى واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا لا يملك صاحب السنة أن يجمع الناس جميعا على الطريق الصحيح لكن يجب عليه شرعا أن يكون هو على الطريق الصحيح وهذا الذي يجب علينا وعلى إخواننا جميعا أن نكون على الطريق الصحيح ديانة وتمسكا واعتصاما فإذا وقع بغي أو ظلم 
أو اتباع للهوى أو تواطؤ من أشخاص أو مجاميع من أجل أن يجعل الناس ينصاعوا بما يريدونه فليس الحل هنا يكون بأن يطاوعوا لماذا؟ لأنه لا يوجد بينات ولا يوجد دلائل واضحة ولا يوجد مسائل ظاهرة مثل الخلاف الذي يحصل بين أهل السنة وأهل البدعة فمن واطأهم أو طاوعهم فهو يزيد الشر لكن الواجب أن يعتصم الإنسان بالحق ويصبر وأن يكون هو على الحق إلى أن يقضي الله تبارك وتعالى أمرا كان مفعولا فهذا هو الواجب على صاحب السنة في النزاع الذي يصير بين من ظاهرهم السنة ثم يكون من ثمرة هذا النزاع حصول فرقة وحصول بغضاء وحصول إحن ومحن فهنا معنى ذلك أن هناك إما بغي وإما اتباع الهوى فلا يشارك في هذه الأجواء ولا يشايع في هذه الأهواء ولكن يعتصم بالحق الظاهر ويصبر إلى أن تتضح الأمور مثلما اتضح بفضل الله تبارك وتعالى حقائق أناس قبل شهيرات كانوا يزعمون السنة واليوم يسيرون في المظاهرات ويسيرون في الخروج على طريقة الإخوان المسلمين ففضحهم الله تبارك وتعالى فأسأل الله تبارك وتعالى بأسمائه الحسنى وصفاته العلى لي ولكم أن يوفقنا للعمل بقول الله جل وعلا واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا وأن نعتصم بالحق وأن نستيقنه وأن نصبر عليه وأن لا نكون سببا في فرقة وأن لا نشايع من يريد الفرقة وأن لا نقره على أن يسعى في الفرقة وأن نسعى نحن في جمع الكلمة على الحق وعلى السنة وأسأل الله تبارك وتعالى أن يجمع قلوب الصادقين المخلصين المتبعين للحق أسأل الله تبارك وتعالى بأسمائه الحسنى وصفاته العلى وبكرمه وفضله أن يأخذ بناصية وقلب كل محسن للسنة ومريد لها أن يجعلهم على قلب رجل واحد متحابين متآلفين متعاونين وأسأله تبارك وتعالى أن من يبغي ويعتدي أو يتبع هواه ولا يريد أن يتوب إلى الله فأسأل الله تبارك وتعالى أن يفضحه حتى يظهر أمره مثل ما فضح الله عز وجل إخوانه الذين زعموا السنة فظهرت إخوانيتهم هذا والله أعلم وصلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى آله وسلم وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين
Thumma amma ba'd Bidnillahi ta'ala We're going to Give a summarized Translation Of the telelink um, From this afternoon By The Fadil to Shaykh Shaykh Ahmed Subiri Hafizullah ta'ala Now The Shaykh Allah Ta'ala Now Inshallah Ta'ala the brothers and sisters with their pens and their papers please have your pens and your paper ready so as to take uh, notes Inshallah Ta'ala The Shaykh Allah Ta'ala He began He said firstly Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. He said that after that we praise Allah Jalla wa'ala. And we praise Allah and send praisings upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying the statement Alhamdulillah. That statement in which it, it, it is at the beginning of Al Fatiha. And also that statement in which the Prophet ﷺ, he used to say it in front of his speeches. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the owner of praise. And unto Him belong all thanks. Just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has praised Himself because we are incapable of praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the manner in which he deserves to be praised. Uh, so, it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who can do this. And then after that, we send the salawat and the salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the one who was sent as a mercy for mankind, the one who was sent with the complete religion sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The one who was sent with the truth, alayhi salatu wassalam. The one who was sent with the proofs and the evidences from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who was sent with those proofs and evidences from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are upright. And they will consistently remain until the earth is taken by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the end of time. Yani. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in His noble book, what means, O you who believe, fear Allah as He should be feared, and do not die except that you are Muslims, and hold on to the rope of Allah. All of you, hold on to the rope of Allah and do not separate, do not divide. And remember Allah's bounty upon you when you used to be enemies and He brought your hearts together. And thus you, became, you had become brothers, you became brothers. And you were on the brink of the fire and Allah saved you from it. Likewise, Allah, He explains to you His ayat, He makes it clear unto you His ayat so that perhaps you will be guided. And let there 
being from amongst you, an ummah that calls to good and forbids the evil. Because these ones, they are the ones who are successful and do not be like those who have separated and divided after they have come to them clear guidance. Because verily, these ones, for them, there will be a tremendously painful punishment. The day in which the faces will be illuminated and other faces, they will be darkened. And as far as those ones who their faces will be darkened upon that day, then it will be said unto them, have you disbelieved after whence you had believed? So thus, taste you now the punishment and the chastisement due to that which you have done. And as far as those who their faces, they will be illuminated, then they will be inside of Allah's mercy and they shall abide therein forever. And thus these are the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are recited upon you in truth. To the end of them, the, uh, to the end of it, the shaykh, he said that these ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then verily they are tremendous. They are tremendous. And they are from Surah Ali Imran. Where Allah Jalla wa'ala, he has made it clear inside of these ayat that which is obligatory upon the Muslim as relates to him himself or her herself. And likewise, that which is applicable for the society of the Muslims. That which is upon all of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made it clear in these ayat first and foremost, that verily it is incumbent upon us that we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we obey Allah azza wa jal. We fear Allah azza wa jal. And that which is an illustration of the fear of Allah Azza wa Jal is that we are obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, we, Allah is not to be disobeyed. So therefore, we are to stay away from disobedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are to be grateful and show gratitude to the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are not to be ungrateful towards them and show unto them ingratitude. We are to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are not to disbelieve and show disbelief. We are to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have to build our enthusiasm, we have to build our striving as relates to this taqwa to as much as we possibly can as much as we are possibly able to, as much uh, as we are capable of doing, we must fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So thus we must fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of our ability. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He made it clear and explained unto us that this taqwa, this taqwa, it is that which has to be consistent until we die. It is that which is consistent and has to be consistent until we die. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made it clear to us and He has explained unto us that methodology or the methodology. He explained to us a tremendously big and great principle that which will bring the kalima, it will bring the word together, it will bring about unity between the Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commanded us with Al-I'tisam 
He commanded us with the holding on to stick in tenaciously to. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And hold all of you together onto the rope of Allah. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He reinforces this fact here. He reinforces this fact in the manner in which the ayat or the manner in which the ayah is constructed. Allah Ta'ala he says, and hold on all of you together to the rope of Allah. If Allah Ta'ala he says and hold on to the to the rope of Allah, then we will know, we will understand that this is applicable and it is wajib upon all of the Muslims to do this. But Allah Ta'ala he reinforced this. He reinforces this and he says, Jami'an. In other words, if it was said, And hold all of you on to the rope of Allah, it will be understood. But Allah Ta'ala, He also said, Jami'an. All of you together. All of you together. Now, so we understand from this that everyone enters into this affair. That everyone thus and subsequently enters into this affair. So Allah Ta'ala He says, Hold on to the rope of Allah and the hebl of Allah. This is Allah's deen. This is Allah's deen. The deen of Al Islam. To hold on to the Quran. To hold on to the Sunnah. Jama'ah. To stick tight to the Jama'ah. All of that in which was aforementioned, then this enters into the meaning of the Habl of Allah, the rope of Allah, Jannah wa'ala. And then Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا And do not separate, do not divide, do not be disunified. And with this, with this coming together, this coming together, it prohibits differing and separation and disunity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He made it clear that us coming together and that the unity, it will not be accomplishable, nor will it be actualized except upon the truth. That the coming together, it is only upon the truth. So hold on all of you together to the rope of Allah and do not separate, do not divide. So it is clear that the cause and the reason of coming together, then it is holding on to the truth. This is the catalyst which will bring about coming together and that is holding on to the truth. And the truth is one. The truth is one. Allah Ta'ala he made it clear that this is the reason and this is the cause which will bring about unity. And that is the Habl. The Habl. And we know that that rope, that rope it is that which is connected to that which is required. That rope is connected to that which is sought after. Ma'am. That rope is connected to that of which we are trying to achieve. So therefore, that which is or that which is sought after, then this is coming together. And that which will bring us together upon the truth, then verily it is the truth. That which will bring us together, excuse me, then verily it is the truth. The truth. 
That's what's going to bring us together. That's what's going to unite us. So if we want to truly bring about true unity amongst the Muslims, then it is a must that that unity be founded upon the truth. It is a unity that is upon the truth. That truth in which the Prophet ﷺ, he was upon, and that truth in which the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they were upon. And as, and, uh, however, if there is a call from the callers who calls to a call of unity, a call of unification and the like, and they call to the jama'ah, but they do not they do not implement the statement of the Prophet as it comes in the hadith, the famous hadith of iftiraq, the hadith of the separation, where the Prophet he explained that the ummah it will separate, it will split, and it will divide into 73 different sects. And that all of these groups, all of these parties, they will be inside of the fire. Except for the jama'ah. And then the Prophet ﷺ explained the jama'ah as that which I and my companions are upon. So the Prophet ﷺ, he explained who is the jama'ah. So anyone who claims, any, any claimant who claims that they will bring together and that they will bring about unity amongst the Muslims, they will have some kind of call of unification amongst the Muslims and a call of unity and so on and so forth. And they claim that they will bring together all the appropriate or all the required aspects in which will bring about a unity inside of the religion and bring the Muslims together. However, they do not implement and they do not actualize that which the Sahaba they were upon. And you find that thus they are in contradiction to them in this or anything. Then... Verily know that these are individuals who in actuality they have embarked upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has prohibited. And that is what? Separation. That is disunity. Even if He claims that He is bringing the people together. Even if they claim that they are bringing the Muslims together under the banner of unity. This individual in actuality he is causing separation amongst the Muslims and he is dividing them. Why? Because he is not sticking to the truth and he is not gathering upon the truth and he is not sticking to it. And then, this individual, now, and then this individual in reality, according to their belief, then they will be gathering the people upon that in which the Prophet ﷺ was not upon, and it will not be gathering the people upon that in which the Sahaba they were upon. Now, so anybody who differs with the Prophet ﷺ and differs with the Sahaba in any affair of the religion, in any of the affair of the religion, whether that's, whether that's as relates to the Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or whether that relates to the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerity unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or whether that is something which relates to following the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam or whether is that is something that relates to the proper understanding or understanding of the religion 
meaning that they go against the understanding of the Salaf, the Salih, Naam, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, or the individuals who they differ with that which the Prophet and the Sahaba were upon as relates to Qadr, as relates to Qadr, or as relates to Iman, or anything from the affairs of the religion, if they are not holding on to the truth as relates to those affairs, then this individual in reality, he is one who has separated from the jama'ah. This individual in reality, he is one who disunifies from the jama'ah of the Muslims. And this is clear that the people, and this, and this thus makes it clear that the people of desires, the people of desires and the people of bid'ah, then really these are the individuals who they themselves are the ones who separate and they divide from the jama'ah. They separate and they divide from the jama'ah, from the jama'ah of the Muslims. And these individuals who are in actuality, Ahlul Bid'ah and Ahlul Ahwa, in actuality these individuals, then they are the cause for the weakening of the Muslims. They are the cause for the bad occurrences which will happen to the Muslims and they are the cause and they are the ones who give open for the shaitan to enter into the ranks between the Muslims yani, and to cause uh, problems between the Muslims. They are the cause. They are the ones who open up these gates for the shaitan. But the person of the sunnah, the person of the sunnah, and I want you to pay attention to what the shaykh is saying. The person of the sunnah who is upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then this individual he is miftah lil khayr. He is a key for good. He is a key for good. He is an individual. He is a key to good. He is a gateway of good. And he is one who closes the door on evil. He closes the door on evil. If we stick to the haq and we stick to the truth, then this is that which will bring the kalima together. This is that which will result in unity. This is that which will the hearts, Yani, will bring the hearts together in harmony. Because the the Salafi, the Sunni, the one who is following the Sunnah of the Prophet, وسلم, this one who is an open, a gateway to good, one who closes the door on evil. The one who caused the people the true unity and thus the call is a call that results in the unity and the light. This is an individual who is calling to that which Allah Ta'ala has commanded. He is not an individual who has an, an agenda. He has an agenda. No. He doesn't have an agenda in calling to the deen. He doesn't have an agenda in calling to the haq except to make the haq apparent. That's his only agenda. To make the truth apparent. And to destroy the evil and make the evil known so that the people, they run away from it. He exposes the evil. This is the agenda of the Sunni Salaf. To make the truth known and to Expose the evil so that the people they stay away from it. So, the good and the blessings 
and the harmony and the love between the Muslims, it will only be accomplished by calling to the Sunnah. It will only be accomplished by calling to the Sunnah. That Sunnah in which it is built, Yadi, built upon that haq, that truth, is the unity. Unity is built upon the haq, it's built upon the sunnah. That harmony is built upon the sunnah. That harmony is built upon the truth. But as relates to those individuals from the people of desires, and from the people of bid'ah, then these individuals, they are the causes for separation and for disunity. They are the reason for separation and for disunity. And you will not find any solution. You won't find any solution for this bid'ah. You won't find any solution for these calls that call to other than the sunnah except to disapprove of them and to refute them and rebut them. That's the only option for us. That is the only solution. And at the same time, to be persistent and consistent upon the truth. And to stick to that in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has mentioned to us here in this ayah To stick to the habla of Allah And to stick to the truth You won't find any type of solution except for this You won't find any solution For those individuals Who have gone contrary to the sunnah Those individuals who have separated themselves From the practice of the sunnah From that which is correct Except to call them to that which is correct to call them to the, the sunnah and that which is correct and to call them to stick to it and to implement it and to call them to make tawbah unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to, and to call them to make tawbah from these things that are contrary to the sunnah and for that which they have fallen into that goes against the sunnah and if they, uh, and if they disapprove and if they refuse then it is like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said all of my ummah will enter into Jannah except for the one who refuses. And it was said, and who will refuse, O Messenger of Allah? To which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, whoever obeys me will enter into Jannah, and whoever disobeys me, then this is the one who has refused. So the one who has refused to believe. The Shaykh Ta'ala goes on to say, That these individuals who are contrary to the Sunnah, if they go against the Sunnah of the Prophet and they go against the way of the Sahaba and any of the affair from the affairs, then this is an individual who they are disunified and they have disunited from the Jama'ah of the Muslimin. This individual who does such, then verily they are individual who they are a cause and they are a catalyst of evil. Their actions result in evil. Their actions result in fitna. It is that which necessitates and will bring about fitna. Naam. There is no there is no solution that is in the middle. 
Naam. There's no solution that is in the middle. These individuals are to be called to the sunnah and to practice it and to make uh, repentance for the bid'ah and that which they are upon. There is no third option. There's no third option. And this is as relates to all of the groups that are astray. All of them. Is that they have to repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if they don't repent unto Allah azza wa jal, and, and, and if they don't go back to the truth and stick to the truth, then, then there is no solution. There is no solution for these individuals. And there is no medicine for these people. There is no medicine for them. There is no treatment for them. Why? Why? Because the medicine is restricted to the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا The medicine is restricted to Allah Ta'ala's statement and hold all of you on to the rope of Allah and do not divide. Now, the medicine is that which comes in the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as he said, عَلَيْكُمْ بِالسُنَّةِ it is wajib and binding upon you to follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa after me. Bite on to it with your molity and beware of newly invented matters. The Prophet ﷺ, he made it very clear. What is the meaning of i'tisam? What is the meaning of holding on here in this ayah? The meaning of that is that what? As the Prophet ﷺ made it clear that i'tisam, holding on to the rope of Allah and not separating, the meaning is, meaning means that we have to stick to that which the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba they were upon. So if there comes an individual from these individuals of misguidance and then this person he comes and he says, you know what? We want to sit down at the table of dialogue. We want to sit down and have a discussion and we want to debate. And we will say to this individual, what do you want to debate with us with? What is this you want to have a dialogue with? If, yani, what, what, is, what, is, what is the issue on the topic in which you want to debate with us with and have a dialogue about? If a person, he comes, he comes and he says, we want to debate you as relates to your aqidah. We want to debate you as relates to your aqidah and whether or not it is correct in the light. The shaykh, he says, in this individual, there is no recourse with this one except that we want against him and that we separate from the likes of this individual. Now, the shaykh, he says, why? He says, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he commanded us to say to the likes of these individuals what translated means. Verily, my Lord has guided me to the right path. The religion that is upright. The millah of Ibrahim. The way of Ibrahim. That way of Ibrahim that is Hanifa. That it is a way of Tawheed. A way that is away from Shirk. And verily, Ibrahim, he was not from the polytheists. So there is no, there is no dialogue. There is no coming to the table and joining with. And sitting down with and having open cooperation with the people of the bid'ah. And there is no dialogue and no argumentation or debating. Except for the debating, if there's an individual who there is some things that are not entirely clear to that particular individual. 
some issues not entirely clear. And this individual, we have yani, good intentions for this individual and well-wishing and hoping for this individual. Then, then the likes of this individual who shows that they may want some good, then we will engage with this one in dialogue until they are guided to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down from the truth. Or there may be a situation where an individual has to be debated. Why? So that those who are the watchers, the the uh, those who are looking, the audience, naam, the audience will know and it will be made clear to the audience that the person himself who yani, is being addressed is not hope that they will benefit from him, benefit from the address, but it may be a situation where it is intended that the audience, the, the, the onlookers, they will benefit from the address and benefit from the dialogue, then in this case, then the individual, he is engaged so that the audience will know the falacity and the erroneous nature of what that uh, muqtadi' is calling to. And they will know that that individual is upon falsehood. Naam. And this is similar to that which the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they did. As relates to those who have differed with us and had differed as relates to the fundamental principles of the religion. But as, but as relates to those issues that there, there is no clear... What is that? Now, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to stop here for the salah and we're going to finish at the maghrib. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah wa ba'd. And continuing with the translation of the telling of the noble shaykh, Shaykh Ahmed Sabi'i, Allah ta'ala. And picking up where we left off, the Shaykh Ta'ala, he mentioned as relates to those individuals who we, we sense from them that they were good, those individuals who are looking for guidance, but they are confused on some issues, and we have a good opinion, or yani, it seems as if they are truthful in that, in their intention of wanting good, then this individual we debate them so as to show them that which is correct. And as relates to those individuals who they themselves may not benefit from the dialogue, it may be a case where those who are listening, the audience, the participants and the like and the, and the onlookers, they will benefit from it. And then we will debate them so as for the benefit of the audience. Now, and so that they may be guided and so that the bid'ah of this particular person could be broken and it could be refuted so that it is known that that individual is upon falsehood just as was done by the Salaf al-Salih by the Sahabas as they have done as the Salaf al-Salih they have done with those individuals who have gone against the truth as relates to the fundamental principles the Shaykh Allah Ta'ala he says but as relates to those issues that there is no textual proof from the Book of Allah, nor from the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
nor from the understanding of the Salaf al-Salih, from the Sahaba and the Tabi'een, then if it's an issue that has come about, a, a, a new issue, an issue that has arisen of new, an issue that has sprung out about in the light, and then we find that this particular issue, it is not clear. It is not a clear issue to the extent that his ruling will be clear and known to everyone. Naam. Then, an issue, an issue of the like in which that they, they perhaps there may be a difference of opinion that arises as relates to this issue amongst the ulama of the Sunnah. So the ulama of the Sunnah they have a difference of opinion as relates to this particular issue, and they differ on it, and they argue about it. So as relates to these likes, uh, these issues that are ishtihadiyah then these issues, they should not bring us into argumentation amongst ourselves. Nor should these issues bring us bring about disunity. And these are not issues that should necessitate and bring about by way of them disunity nor argumentation amongst ourselves. But rather, these issues, what is necessitated is that we do research. That research is done as relates to these particular issues. And that we look at the proofs and the evidences and that we apply the proofs and the evidences as relates to these particular issues. And it is very important to understand that it's not meant or nor is it to be understood that just because the issue is an issue of difference of opinion, just because it's, it, 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 it's an issue of ijtihad, naam, more correctly, is the issue of ijtihad on which there is a difference of opinion. It is not to be understood, nor is it correct just because it is an issue of ijtihad and an issue in which the people they differ in, that we just give an unrestricted excuse to those who go against. That we give an unrestricted excuse by saying, well, since there is a difference of opinion, yeah, this is the meaning of it. The Sheikh didn't say this. I'm trying to uh, clarify, verify, uh, clarify, and further explain. <coughs> meaning that it is not to be understood or said that just because there is a difference of opinion and that this is an issue of differing, then we give an unrestricted excuse so that everyone can just take what they want. It's a difference of opinion. Okay, take whatever you want. Whatever opinion you want to take, just take it like that. Right? The Sheikh, he says, meaning... <coughs> That giving an excuse unrestrictedly without actually researching and looking into the issue itself and without trying to establish and apply the proofs and the evidences that may be related to this particular issue, the Shaykh says, then this also is not correct. This also is not correct. Ma'am, is that point understood? Everyone understands that point? That we can't say just because there's a difference of opinion. Oh, the people differ, so whatever you want to take, take it. That's fine. No. You have to examine the proofs and the evidences and, and strive to, 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 to implement the proofs and the evidences and so on and so forth in that particular issue. And it's not to be said, oh, if he khilaf, so anyone just do whatever you want to do. No. This is not correct. The Shaykh of Allah Ta'ala, he says that we have to try to establish the the proofs and the evidences and implement them and we have to look for the truth. We have to look for the truth until we all can come to a single statement as relates uh, to the issue. 
And if it is not possible that we can come to a single opinion and unify the opinions as relates to the likes of these issues in which we are speaking about, these issues of ishtihad and so on and so forth, the Shaykh he says, meaning that there is a scholar from the scholars and they view those who are of the opposing opinion that meaning these affairs that are ishtihadiyah from these affairs that require ishtihad and then they apply that the individual who is of an opposing opinion and so on and so forth is incorrect and the like and but it's an issue in which there is no clear, strong proof and evidence as relates to it, then there is some wiggle room as relates to these affairs in the scope and according to that which is appropriate to the likes of the said affair. The Shaykh, he says, so for example, if there's a point of differing amongst the Sahaba, in the furur, I'm adding here. In the furur. I don't want no one to understand that the Sahaba had ikhtilaf in the usul of the religion. I don't want anyone to understand by this statement in which the Shaykh is making that is alluding to there is a difference amongst the Sahaba in aqidah. La. No. It's not what we're talking about. Those issues of furur. Those Yani, uh, uh, what do you say? Subsidiary issues. Ma'am, those subsidiary issues. So if the Sahaba differ in a subsidiary issue, right? Then we are restricted to however many opinions exist amongst the Sahaba. So they differed and they had two opinions, then we are restricted to those two opinions. You don't bring another one. But at the same time, we have to search for the truth. We have to search to see which is stronger. We have to search for the truth at the same time. Now, why? Because it is the truth. It is the truth that it is wajib that we stick to it. And it is the truth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated upon us. That we always look for it all the time. And in every issue we're looking for the truth. Now, so for this, the Prophet wasallam, he described the people of the sunnah due to this description. And the Prophet ﷺ, he made this as an hallmark, and he made this as a distinguishing characteristic of the people of the truth and of the Firqatul Najiyah and Mansura of the victorious uh, sect that they follow the truth. As the Prophet ﷺ, he said that there will always be a group of my ummah that will be. Victorious, clear and apparent upon the truth. They will not be harmed by those who betray them, nor will they be harmed by those who go against them until the command of Allah comes. Now, the Shaykh Ta'ala he says, but if we happen to see some type of differing, some type of argumentation, and some type of disunity that is extreme, some extreme disunity, some great differing, great argumentation and the like. That which that which yani, brings about disunity and causes separation. But then when we look at the individual who 
is the carrier of these affairs that will bring about this separation or that has sparked this argument or this debate uh, and the like. Then we had to look at this individual, the one who has instigated, the one who has stoked the fires of the trials and the tribulation of the fitan. Now, such as an individual who does not produce any type of clear knowledge. They don't produce any type of clear knowledge, any type of clear evidence, any type of proof. Now, but rather, this individual, he just puts together some type of, yani, uh, he, he throws an issue together and tries to paint it and, and construct it in such a manner. Now, and an individual who utilizes his uh, his desires, his desires, you find them being a motivating factor in the likes and why he's doing this, even though he may present these affairs in an affair, or he may present these affairs in a uslub that seem, is seemingly knowledge-based. In other words, he may address it and speak about it as if it is something that is scholastic and knowledge-based and so on and so forth. Now, and he may yani, present these affairs as yani, uh, making them similar to the affairs of knowledge, making it seem like this is knowledge uh, and the like. And yani, him and those who are with him, him and his cohorts, they come together and they agree upon the likes of this and the like. And then these individuals, they fall yeah, to this and they utilize or they stand firm upon this opinion in which they have adopted for themselves and which they have come in agreement upon and so on and so forth. The Shaykh Ta'ala, he says that no, no, that yani, uh, the likes of these type of issues that bring up, that are not entirely clear, of which a person doesn't bring proofs and evidences, of which a person he doesn't establish any type of evidence as relates to what he is calling to. But it's, a, it's an issue that causes separation. It causes disunity. It, it, it breaks up the harmony and disturbs the harmony and so on and so forth. He said, then know that this type of individual, that which motivates them is one of two affairs. Is one of two affairs. Either it is due to oppression, transgression, enmity, or it is due to that individual following his desires. An individual following his desires. Now, what is upon the people of the Sunnah when these things happen, he said, is that it is upon us to act in accordance to the statement of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَاَتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا and hold all of you together on to the rope of Allah and do not separate and do not divide. It is not, and this is an important point that Shaykh mentions, the person of the sunnah, he is incapable, he is incapable of bringing all the people together when he's working upon the right way. When you go about things in the right manner, and you're sticking to the truth, it's impossible that you will bring everybody together. Now, it's impossible that you will be able to bring everyone together. Now, however, it is incumbent upon the 
person of the sunnah is legislatively incumbent in binding upon the person of the sunnah that he himself has to be upon the right way. He himself has to be upon the authentic and correct path. And that which is incumbent upon us and incumbent upon all of our brothers and sisters, all of them, is that we have to be upon the right way. We have to be upon the right way openly. We have to be upon the right way inwardly. We have to be upon the right way sticking and clinging to it. We have to be upon the right way uh, yeah, uh, tenaciously clinging and holding on to it. And if we happen to be oppressed or it happens to reach us some uh, oppression, some uh, actions that stem from a person being a follower of their desires and the like, or ha we happen to be oppressed or we happen to be touched with a false and erroneous agreement upon oppression and the like, then whether, whether this agreement comes from individuals or this agreement comes from groups, this agreement upon falsehood and following of desires which comes from groups or individuals and the like, if we, if we happen to be touched by this, these issues in which people they throw together and then they try to gather the people around them as relates to these issues and they try to force these issues down the throats of the people and uh, yeah, they gather them in, this, in, 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 in their erroneous cause, then understand that the solution in this type of situation and at this time is not that we just comply. Why? Because we have to keep in mind that this individual does not have proofs and evidences. Does not have proofs and evidences. He does not have clear-cut proofs and evidence to support their claim or any of the like. They are not issues that are clear and apparent. The Shaykh, he says, for example, like the difference of opinion that may arise between the people of the Sunnah. And the differences that may, yani, uh, yani, uh, for example, these are not issues, let's go back a little bit. These are not issues that are clear cut. These are not issues that are, have, have clear proofs and evidences. These are not issues that are similar to the issues between the people of the Sunnah and the people of Bid'ah. They're not like that. Naam. So no one understand that an individual will try to gather the people together as relates to their cause that are not based upon knowledge, not based upon proof, not based upon evidence. They know that this is an individual who he stokes up the evil. And if we were to follow suit in the light, then we would be of those who stoke up the evil and who instigates uh, evil. But rather, what is wajib upon us, what is binding upon us is that we stick to the truth. That, it, that if we are faced with these things and we are touched by the likes of this and we are harmed as relates to this, then what is upon us is to stick to the truth and to be patient. So whoever goes to the likes of this, he has to be upon the truth. That's what he, his, his concern has to be, that he sticks to the truth or that she sticks to the truth. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
makes, yeah, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about clarity in this affair. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes this situation. The shaykh, he says, this is what is wajib upon the, 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 the person of the sunnah as relates to that argumentation. That argumentation that comes about from individuals who it's seemingly apparent that they are upon the sunnah. Even, or yeah, it is clear, seemingly that this person is upon the sunnah. That which necessitates and brings about disunity. And that which it plants the seeds of hatred and enmity. And that, and that, and that differing that it will bring about calamity and trials and tribulations. The Shaykh, he says, so know that when you see this happen, when the people bring about issues that are not clear, they don't have proofs, they don't have evidences, yet these issues lead to trials and tribulations, they lead to calamity, they lead to disunity. The Shaykh, he says, they know that it is either due to a person following their desires or it is due to individuals having enmity and transgression. Naam. The Shaykh, he says, so thus it is not for us that we will join in in the stoking of these desires and participate in the likes of these affairs. But rather we have to stick to the truth, the clear and apparent truth, and we have to be patient. We have to be patient until the affair becomes well known. We have to be patient until the affair is over and the truth is known. The Shaykh he says, and the likes of these affairs becoming clear, open, and apparent is similar to that which has taken place as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has exposed the true reality of a people who just some while ago they used to call and they used to yani, make it seem like they was calling to the sunnah. They used to claim that they was upon the sunnah. Naam. But then they were exposed because when the day came for the protests against the Muslim rulers, then you find these people, they joined with the protest. Ma'am, these people who used to claim to be on the sunnah, when the protests come, they join in with the protest. And they revolted. They joined in with the revolt of or against the Muslim rulers. Upon the way of what? Upon the way of who? Upon the way of the Ikhwan al-Muslimin upon the way of the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, So thus, by way of these actions, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed these people, what they was really about. Naam. The Shaykh, Allah ta'ala, he goes on, he says, so, I ask Allah, I ask Allah ta'ala, by His beautiful names, and His lofty attributes, for me and for you, to give us the success in implementing the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hold on all of you together to the rope of Allah and do not separate. And that we hold on to the truth. And that we are clear upon the truth, sticking to the truth, clinging to the truth, consistent upon the truth, and we are patient upon the truth. 
and that we are not a reason and a cause for separation and for disunity. And that we are not a reason and a cause so as to help stoke the flames of fitna for the one who wants the fitna. And that we do not agree with those individuals who try to spark and bring about trials and tribulations, disunity. We don't aid them, we don't assist them, and we don't agree with what they are doing. And we do not agree that they dwell into and busy themselves with the likes of uh, this separation and, and this and this uh, disunity. Now, because it is for us to strive and to work hard to bring the, the kelimah together upon the truth, to bring about unity upon the truth, unity upon the sunnah. And I ask Allah to ta'ala to bring all of the hearts together of those individuals who are truthful, those who are sincere, those who want the truth to bring their hearts together. So I ask Allah by His lofty names, I ask Allah by His beautiful names and His lofty attributes. And I ask Allah by His uh, generosity and by His grace that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He safeguards everyone who truly wants the sunnah and that he makes our hearts together as if there are one heart and that there is love and affection between us those who have harmony amongst themselves those who cooperate and help each other upon God and I ask Allah that for the, as relates to the one who they are oppressive, they are transgressors, those who have enmity and they openly display and show their hostility, or those who are following their desires and they don't want to repent unto Allah, they don't intend on repenting unto Allah, then I ask Allah Ta'ala to expose them. To expose them so that their affair is well known and made clear to all. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has exposed their brothers who used to claim that they was upon the sunnah, Allah exposed them. And these individuals showed the world that they are truly ikhwanis. The Shaykh says, This is what I had to present, and Allah knows best. And the last of our dua is Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen.